Ooh, what's good? You already know who it is, and if you don't know who it is, it's your man Leon Benson, aka Leon Genesis, aka your mom's favorite personal trainer, aka Let's Get It, aka Let's Work, aka Always Working, aka Features Thompson in the building. What it do? We back at it again, man. Yo, this is episode 71, season two of the Passion Purpose Perspective podcast by yours truly, man. We out here. We working, baby. It's August 30th, 2021. It's 9.43 a.m. on the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little out of breath. Just finished running. Um, So, yeah. I guess I'll give you some insight on my training today. So, yeah, today I ran three miles. Uh, my time was 22 minutes, 55 seconds. My average pace was seven seven minutes, 37 seconds. Uh, yeah. My last mile was uh, seven minutes and nine seconds. I, like, I usually try to finish my runs pretty strong. I always try to finish strong. Any If I'm weight training, calisthenics, body weight training, uh, if I'm just doing any type of cardio or whatever, I always try to finish strong. You know what I'm saying I try to push at the end, give it my all because, yeah, that's when it really counts. That's when you really make progress, when it really, really gets hard, when you really start struggling. Um, or if you're lifting weights, when the weights really start getting heavier um, and just when it's harder to push, that's when you want to push yourself when that fatigue sets in. But yeah, man, um, I've been so obsessed with running for the last, oh my God, like two years. So yeah, it's at this point, it's just like, man, I can't go a day without running. Even if it's like a mile, doesn't matter. I got to run a little bit every single day, no matter what. As long as my legs are working, I'm running. I still love weight training, but I love running more now. I used to love weight training more than anything, but you know, things have changed. But anyway, we back, man. This is episode 71, man. We working, we, we, we creeping up, we creeping up on a hundred. So if we, if we get to the hundred mark, man, that's going to be huge. Um, but anyway, last episode, we discussed fitness assessments, um, the different things that you can assess, um, if you're training a client and the different things you can assess on your own body and on yourself before you engage in any type of fitness and nutritional uh, program. So you can go back into the feed. That was episode 70. If you want to check that out, if you haven't already. Um, aside from that, man, we about to get into today's episode, um, which today I want to talk about just some simple things, man. What I love about fitness. Uh, some of the things I love about nutrition. And then we just going to go from there. But before I get into that, man, um, shout out to anybody and everybody in all of the cities, states, countries, and towns. You know what I'm saying? I be listening to your boy. I appreciate you guys, man. I see y'all. I be looking at the demographics. Um, I be looking at the geography, the locations, man. Um, and I definitely appreciate the support for show. Um, it's a slow and steady grind. It's like five of y'all that be showing love every week. So yeah, man, y'all the real MVPs. Shout out to the female audience, man. We finally got some female listeners, man. Um, 
for the longest time, I just had all dudes listening to the podcast. Now we got the ladies in the building. So um, I got to try to stay mindful of that um, and give some tips, you know, you know, for, for the ladies that they can use in terms of things that they're looking for and things that they want to utilize in terms of fitness and nutrition. Um, like things, for example, like, you know, a lot of girls, they want to work on their glutes or their butt cheeks. Um, they want to have, you know, they want to have flat stomachs and all that kind of stuff. They want to, they want to like reduce, um, any, any cellulite or, or fat under their arms on the, on the back of their arms, AKA on their triceps. So yeah, we'll get into things like that in the future. Um, like I said, I just got to stay mindful of my audience. Um, and yeah, man. And of course, please feel free to comment on any episodes. Um, fellas, ladies, if you guys have any topics that you want me to discuss specifically, um, in terms of things that you're trying to utilize or things that you want to learn or aren't sure of in terms of fitness and nutrition, or even the, uh, any of the books that we cover, because we, we have a book of the month that we cover, you know, um, every few weeks or every other month or whatever it is, pretty much I kind of just go off the rip with that. But anyway, man, let's get into today's episode, man. Um, Obviously, you guys are here for fitness, um, or you might be here for some of the financial BS I be talking about. I don't know, or just wanting to know what books I'm reading. But anyway, um, I try to base the podcast off things that I love. Um, because yeah, why would I do it any other way? I, I, I can't talk about other things that I'm, that I'm not, uh, well-educated in or well-versed in or, or deeply interested in. And for me, I absolutely love fitness and nutrition, man. Um, and yeah, since, since age 12, I'm 32. So it's been a long ass journey. Um, we've been doing this for a long ass time. So, and it's just like, yeah, from the very first day that I started exercising, um, on my own, not organized sports or any of that, or not because of some gym class, like when I really started doing it recreationally, like on my own, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It changed everything for me. Like it just gave me a different outlook on life. I always became conscious of my health and what I was putting in my body and how I looked. Even though on the nutritional side, I didn't really I didn't really get right with my nutrition until, you know, so many years later. Literally like only like a few years ago when I really stuck to it. Um but yeah, as far as like weight training or doing cardio or running or body weight training, like yeah, since like age twelve, man, I just been at it, been at it. Um, and I've just, you know, I've tried to keep it as basic as possible throughout the journey. I'm, I'm, I try to, I'm a pretty simple guy. I try to keep things simple, but yeah, just things that I love about like just exercise in general. Um, it's very therapeutic, man. You know, like the thing that I love about it is it's like, you get to really release all your energy you know, on a, uh, on an exercise or on, you know, if you're running or if you're biking, whatever exercise you're doing, like you really can channel any of your emotions and you can just push and, and, you know, just release that energy, whether it's excitement, whether it's fear, uh, whether it's sadness, 
you know, whether it's bliss, whatever it is, like you can channel that in any workout that you're doing. Doesn't matter what type of exercises, doesn't matter the movements, like you really can just focus on it and put your your whole heart into it, your whole body into it. Um, you're not judged. It's a solo effort, um, you know, and it's just like, yeah. And at the end of it, you actually get a benefit out of it, out of it. Wait for this big ass truck to go by. They messing up the episode, man. Hold up real quick. Eh. But um, yeah, no edits out here, baby. But yeah, man, I, I love that you can channel that energy, um, whatever, whatever emotions you're feeling, whatever mood you have, like you can adjust your training, you know, to fit that mood. Um, and like I said, man, you can release, you can release, man. You can, you can really, you can really benefit from just letting go of whatever you feel good about, whatever you feel bad about, like you could just put it into the training. Um, I love the discipline of it. Like the, the aspect of discipline and, and, you know, sticking with something for such a long time or doing something so consistently on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, and just going through that whole journey, you know, whether you're, you know, first starting out on a bench press and you're trying to, you know, hit a certain amount of weight, maybe you're trying to bench press a hundred pounds for the first time. It's like, you know, you got to start with push-ups, um, you know, just your standard push-ups. Then you got to like do different variations of push-ups. You know, you do your regular push-ups, you do push-ups, you know, which on your knees, you do the diamond push-ups, you do wide, wide, uh, wide stance push-ups, you know, um, you do the clapping push-ups. Like there's so many different kinds of push-ups that you do or whatever. And then it's like, you start to go into just building your upper body in terms of like, maybe doing like, uh, you know, any type of shoulder training as far as like using weights, dumbbells, things like that. You want to build up your biceps, your triceps. And then it's like you hit the bench, you start with the bar, then you might add on 10 pounds on each side, then 20 and 30, etc. Then you start jumping up in weight, you start jumping up 10 pounds, 15 pounds on top of whatever you're doing. But yeah, you get you get better, you get stronger. But um, there's so many like there's so many life lessons too that you can learn from training just in terms of like starting from ground zero and just building your way up to something like you really got to have faith in yourself. You really got to commit to whatever, whatever you're trying to get out of the exercise or whatever you're trying to get out of, you know, whatever movement you're doing or whatever it is. Um, so yeah. Um, as far as like, uh, just the cardio and everything, like, I just love that feeling, man. Like when you release those endorphins, which is just chemicals in your brain, they're like feel good chemicals that, that, uh, you know, re that release from your body. It's just like, uh, I don't even know. It's so hard to describe. It's almost like a high when you exercise, at least for me anyway. Like I literally feel like I'm on cloud nine. Like, I feel like I could do anything. I feel like, you know, I could be anything. Um, and like I said before, like, you just, you channel that energy, man. Um, you can go as hard as you want to go. You can go 
as slow as you want to go. You can try to become as strong as you want to be, or like you could just, you could just go through, you know, some basic movements, um, just to stay loose, just to stay light. Um, as far as like even the mental uh, side of, of fitness, it's super beneficial in terms of what it will do for your mental because I know a lot of people, they struggle with, you know, uh, just mental issues, anxiety, depression, loneliness, or whatever. So it's just like, okay, with exercise and training and even nutrition, it's just like, you can almost not necessarily distract your mind, but you can, uh, you can redirect your mental to something that's more productive, something that's more useful something that's you know uh it's it, it'll it'll benefit you on so many different levels in terms of just getting out of any type of mental funks that you may uh that you may be you know struggling with or whatever so yeah even if something is like bothering you all week you know and you just can't really get it out of your mind you can't stop thinking about it it's just giving you more anxiety or whatever or you just overthinking things it's like yo man you could just throw your shoes on you know what I'm saying? Put your sweats on, whatever, your hoodie, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Your spandex, whatever you wear when you train. And you could just go ahead and run. Um, you could get on a treadmill. You could bike. You could get on an elliptical. Um, you can get on an aerodyne. Um, you know, you could you could lift heavy ass weights, you could lift light ass weights, you could do yoga, whatever it might be. And you can just push and push. Or you can just get so deeply in, 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 entrenched in the feeling of, you know, just, I don't know, if it's yoga and you're stretching and you're just feeling the blood flowing throughout your muscles. Um, and you're just feeling that looseness and that warmness all over your body or whatever. Like, man, it's just like, it'll just take you to a different place. And another thing, too, is just like, sometimes... You might be so disturbed emotionally, but if you put it into an exercise routine and, you know, you, you, you put your best foot forward and you just try to perform to the best of your ability during that, during that workout, by the time you're done, you're too tired to be sad. You're too tired to be worrying about haters or worrying about you know, what somebody said about you or whatever the case may be. Like, you're not worried about the competition. You're not worried about anything because you're just trying to catch your breath. You're trying to recover. Um, but you also feel good because, all right, now you accomplished something. Um, and also, too, like, yeah, you improve your health. So it's just like, what better way to channel your energy? What better way to use, utilize your time than to do something that's actually going to benefit your health in the long run anyway? Um um, yeah, man. And even just the energy that you get from training and eating healthier, like, I love how it gives you extra energy throughout the week. You know, it's a very, um, there are a lot of residual effects to, to fitness and nutrition, to training. So that, that part of it too, I also love. It's like it pays dividends. You know, you do a couple workouts in a row, like, you know, three days straight or four days straight, whatever, whatever your training split is. And it's just like, man, that whole week just becomes so much better. You sleep better. You eat better. Um, you think, you know, what, what, you have more clarity 
um, you're even able to become more productive just because of how good you feel um, just all over, man. Um, any aches and pains that you might have, like obviously those go away or they just become less nagging because you're moving your body around. Um, you're utilizing your body the way that it should be utilized. So that way you're able to, you know, just feel better in general. There's so many there's so many health benefits in terms of fitness and nutrition, man. Lowering your cholesterol, helping you fight anxiety, depression, um, making you more flexible, um, you know, preventing things like osteoporosis in females. You know, it's, it's uh, like in terms of like weight training, resistance training, like lifting weights, it makes your bones stronger. Um, just increases your bone density. Um, even your mental acuity and awareness, it, it, it'll help improve that as well. Um, yeah, man, like the list goes on and on and on as far as like actual health benefits. And you guys can, you know, you can Google and, and, and research all the different types of studies that they have in terms of all the benefits of exercising, man. Like it's an endless list. There's way, there's far too many good things about exercise, man then there are bad things about it for anybody who has like preconceived notions uh, or just don't understand like certain aspects of it because of maybe how they view it or because of maybe how certain people uh, promote it in terms of the, the fitness industry. But yeah, man, um, I just and I also love the process of beginning like a new a new fitness journey, uh, whether you're trying to build muscle or burn body fat or whether you're trying to just get stronger, um, maybe lift heavier, or you're just trying to get more flexibility, or you're trying to work on your speed in terms of like running or something like that, or if it's based on a sport that you that you compete in, you know, there's so many different exercises and things that you can do to get better in your sport, um, and there's a lot of like cross training that you can do. You can do various types of exercising programs. Um, just to help benefit you and whatever your specialty is, if you're if you're an athlete, um, and even there are, there are a lot of social benefits to it as well, especially when you go to like you compete in different like races, like marathons, half marathons, five k events, different things like that. Um, you know, you get to meet people that you maybe would not have met before that have a similar mindset as you or have a similar story as you or a similar journey or whatever the case may be. Um, but at the end of it too, I also love too that really it's like, a, it's a solo, it's a solo sport, man. Bodybuilding or just, uh, you know, just fitness in general, like, uh, you know, weight training or bodyweight exercises, calisthenics, you know, gymnastics, whatever it is, like when you're in the gym, it's you. I don't care how many people you got around, like you're the one who has to lift the weights. You're the one that has to, you know, try to get better, get stronger, get faster, uh, get leaner, whatever it is. Like the results that you get is based on the work that you do or don't do. There's no other way around it. Like you have to be the one that puts the work in. You got to be the one that preps the meals. You got to be the one that takes your supplements. You got to be the one that gets enough rest. You got to be the one to set new goals and whatever. Like, you know, if you're on if you're on an organized uh, team as far as football, basketball, hockey, soccer, whatever, tennis, whatever it is like your coach, they can tell you what you got to do. 
They can tell you what you got to eat. They can tell you, you know, they can give you the blueprint to everything. You still are the one that has to get up and do the work no matter what. Nobody can exercise for you. It doesn't work like that. There's no pill or no supplement that you can take that's going to get you in shape without actually doing the work. You have to physically get up and do the work. And again, it's super duper beneficial to you on so many different levels. Like it's going to literally improve your life. Um, it's going to change the way that you perceive things as well. Um, in a positive aspect. Um, yeah, there are some negatives with exercise and with fitness and all that stuff, but you gotta, you know, you gotta try to have as much balance as you can try to have, or just create what you consider to be balanced. Because honestly, I don't, I don't really believe too much in like legitimate balance as far as like, um, just everyday life, you know, working a certain amount of hours. Okay. You know, having some fun time, uh, getting some some you time and this and that and then fitting in some exercise and fitting in some some clean food or whatever. Like you're going to do something more than you do something else. Like it's just that simple. Like, unless you're literally looking at the clock and breaking your time down, you know, dividing that 24 up in the perfect amount. It's just like, nah, don't worry about that. But yeah, man, so many benefits to to eating clean so many benefits to moving your body around um it's just one of the keys to life it's one of the keys to longevity is just exercise and moving your body around man um and just utilizing your gift which is just uh you know being alive man and having having a body and being able to move and do things you know because yeah there's people that wish they could exercise but they can't maybe they're not motivated enough or maybe they have health complications that that stop prevents them uh from actually exercising but it's like you're here you can exercise you can move your body around um you know you can utilize your gift you can get better you can go run you can go bike, you can go hike, um, you know, you have the, the resources and the money to go buy clean, healthy foods that can nourish your organs, that can nourish your insides and, and, and make you healthier on the inside as well. Because, yeah, it's not just about looking good on the outside. It's about feeling good on the inside as well. And it's about longevity, man. Um, exercise and, and eating cleaner. It will allow you to live a healthier, longer life, period. Why Why would you not? Why would you not engage in exercise and eat cleaner? If you know it's going to increase the time that you're on earth and it's going to make the time that you are here much better than the average person that doesn't exercise. And on top of that, too, you know, um, it's not as important, but yeah, you're going to start looking better as well. You're going to look leaner. You're going to look more muscular or more shredded or whatever it is like, you know? So yeah, why, why would you not want that for yourself? You know? Um, but yeah, man. And, and another thing I love about fitness and nutrition is just, it's such a beautiful act of self-love, man. What better way to 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 love yourself than to improve your overall health and wellness on every level it's just like yo man i exercise because i love myself you know it's like if you love yourself don't beat your body up um don't punish your body by 
not exercising. Don't punish your body by being overweight if you can't help it. Like, get up and walk around. Um, go bike. Um, you know, go to the gym. Get on an elliptical. Uh, you could walk slowly on a treadmill for an hour. Like, um, walk around the block. You know, um, do some push-ups. Do some sit-ups. Do a little bit of weight training. Like, it's not gonna kill you. If anything, it's going to make you better. It's going to increase your life expectancy. Um, and it's going to it's going to improve some of the internal issues that you might currently have, depending on your situation, depending on your genetics, depending on your current uh, health conditions. But, yeah, man, there, there's so many benefits to fitness and nutrition. And those are some of the things that I love about it, man. That's why I do it every day. One day I'm going to be, you know, a lot older and a little more broken down or just a little slower. So I'm only going to be able to walk or or I'm only going to be able to just, you know, do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So that's why I do it every day right now, you know, while I'm still fresh. Um. So, yeah, but um, that's that, man. So if that don't convince you to start exercising and, and, and getting your body right, then, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just I suck at explaining my love for 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 fitness and nutrition. Who knows? Who cares, man? Do with this information what you want with it. You feel me? Um but anyway, yeah. Those are all the things that I love, man, about exercise um and eating cleaner. Um I didn't get too much into the whole uh nutritional side of it, but yeah. Of course, I love le being leaner and, and, and looking shredded and all that and having and having visible abs and, and having, you know, veins and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Like or being able to see just the different muscles of this and that, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, beyond that, the, the more important aspect of it is how it makes me feel. <clears throat> so, yeah, but everybody's going to have a different reason why they love exercise. So aside from that, though, um, book of the month is the warren buffett portfolio by robert hagstrom so if you don't know who warren buffett is he's the most successful investor of all time um he invests his money in stocks and bonds and different different uh different investment vehicles so basically take some money and you put it into different corporations or different businesses in order to uh, make more money long term later on. So it's basically like, all right, you take a uh, hundred dollars and you'll put it on, I don't know, uh, whatever your favorite company is. Maybe you like coffee, so you put a hundred dollars on Starbucks, and over time you you study you study Starbucks, you study the financials, you study the management, you study the history of it. You think it's it's going to be around for another 10, 20, 30 years or whatever. Um and you think it's going to continue to grow. So based on the based on that research, you think, well shoot, if I put this $100 in here now, I think I can turn it into a uh, $110 or $115 or 100 and you know $50 over x amount of time or whatever so you do that consistently but of course um there are so many different aspects to it but anyway yeah that's what he does he, he he takes he takes money that he came up with from working or obviously now he does it in a different way but yeah like he used to work paper routes um 
you know, he had a pinball business where they would, him and one of his friends, they would buy uh, a pinball machines for super dirt cheap, fix them up, make them nice. And then they would sell them um, in different stores and stuff. They had a vending machine business. They would put vending machines in barber shops and they would split the profits with uh, the barbers at the end of the day. So they just kept doing it over and over again. But anyway, he would take whatever money he made from those different odd jobs or those different small businesses that he started. And he would invest it into bigger companies like Coca-Cola, like uh, General Electric, uh, like Wells Fargo. He would invest in Visa, uh, uh, not a Visa, uh, American Express, you know, uh, Nebraska Furniture uh, Mart or whatever. Like he would just buy different businesses. He would buy small percentages of it. Um, after reading some of the financial reports of those companies, studying the management, studying the likelihood of those of those businesses sticking around 10, 20, 30 years from now and, and turning his initial investment or whatever, however much money he put in initially into double, triple, quadruple the amount over time. Um, so some of the ways that the stock market works um is that it's an auction based market so what happens is you'll have stock brokers or floor brokers that come in they'll go into um whatever whatever stock exchange it is it could be the new york stock exchange um it could be uh what is it it's like the CBO, CBOE, which is like the Chicago Board of Options Exchange. But yeah, basically a place where you buy and sell stocks. And you'll have one guy who is uh, buying, he's buying the stock, but obviously he wants to buy at a certain price. You'll have the other person who's offering, um, who's offering shares of that company. So they're going back and forth. And it's like, all right, I'm selling this company for this much. Well, I think it's worth this much. So I want to pay this much. Okay, well, how about... And they just go back and forth. Um, but it's called auction-based markets. Um, but yeah, a lot of investors used to believe, and maybe they still believe, that uh, there's an efficient market. So basically what that means is, um, and this is going into the book, The Warren Buffett Portfolio, for those of you who might be lost or whatever. But anyway, in the book, they talk about efficient market theory. And efficient market theory basically is saying that the people that go in and negotiate the prices for each stock, for each business, they're saying that these people go in and and they adjust the prices perfectly, like just at the right at the right price, not too high, not too low, whatever. Like they're offering uh, Starbucks stock or Nestle stock or, you know, uh, Nike stock at the perfect price. But the problem with that is it's auction based and it's 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 humans interacting with other humans to try to negotiate on a price that they both agree on that the company is worth per share. So you you might be able to see that there's issues with that. And if you don't, um, I'll get into a little bit of, of, of what the book discusses. So it basically talks about how humans are not always rational. So 
according to efficient market theory, and it says here that investors, by using all available information, set rational prices in the marketplace. However, extensive research in behavioral psychology suggests that investors do not possess rational expectations. It also discusses how investors don't process information correctly. Um, they try to use shortcuts um, uh, to determine stock prices instead of looking at the actual numbers of a company, the management of a company, the history of a company, um, and, and being able to properly value it and to come up with a, a more structured hypothesis on what they think the company's actually worth and what they think the stock price is actually worth. Um, but yeah, they try to use so many different shortcuts and different, uh, different analytics that aren't necessarily, um, reliable sources of information. And they also look at whatever's going on, um, with the bigger picture, the macroeconomics of society and of the world and how things work. So that also is a problem because those things change, you know, short term all the time. And if you guys watch the news anywhere in the world, you know how it is, man. You know what they promote. That is not going to necessarily tell you where a company is going in terms of its price, in terms of its value, um, in terms of whether it's going to succeed or fail or be around 10 years, 20 years from now. But yeah, basically, um, the book discusses how Warren does not believe that that uh, in investors and stockbrokers, he doesn't believe that they adjust the prices according to where they really should be at or where he, where they think they are because there's just too much irrationality that is involved. The human mind is not able to to make an educated enough guess on where the price of a company really should be at or where the value of a company really is. There are too many unknowns. There are too many things that change throughout life throughout the economy um and also too you got to look at consumer behavior how people how people shop the things that they buy and why they're buying these things and their reactions to things like whatever they hear in the news whatever they hear about politics whatever they hear about the federal reserve uh you know whatever things might happen with a company that they're investing in um also you know, rumors, word of mouth, different things like that. Um, you know, just fear, greed. Those are all reasons why an efficient market is just, it's, it's, it's just, it's BS. It's BS. There are too many unknowns. There are too many variables. Um, and he believes as well as I have to agree one, because I'm biased um, because again, you know, I follow some of his practices in terms of, you know, how he invests in, in businesses via the stock market. But yeah, like you can't, you cannot predict the stock market like that. You really can't. You might, you might have inklings of where you think it's going to go. You could be right a few times, but it's not something that you can truly like uh 
predict. Some people think that they can predict it, but honestly, in my funky ass opinion, with some of the funky ass research that I've done, you you really have to study every aspect of whatever businesses you're investing in, and you have to be ready at all times because you never know when when you're going to be able to buy your favorite businesses at a discount. But yeah, man, um, humans are extremely irrational. So you have to understand that there are people behind the stock prices that you're seeing. And they're the ones that are negotiating um, and trying to bargain or on what they think the price of of a com of a stock is, what they think the price of a company is, and that price is what you're paying. So, the more you understand human behavior, human psychology, even consumer behavior, the more you understand the 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 financials of a business. Um, the more you understand the price points at which you should be buying that business based on where it is now, based on what you think it's worth later. Um, yeah, the better you the better off you'll do as an investor. At least in my own funky ass opinion and based on studying guys like Warren Buffett. But yeah, just uh, just you know how you are as an individual. Sometimes you change your mind. Sometimes you get you hear uh, uh information or you hear news about something so you start to panic or you start to freak out. These people that are working these stock stock markets and doing all these different things, they're they have the, some of the same reactions that you have, except the the price of these companies is in their hands. So how do you think they're gonna react when they're basing their their the price that they think is worth off of something that they heard in the news or something that somebody told them? No, do the research. Learn these learn about these businesses. Understand the numbers of the companies. They have to put their numbers out um legally. They're legally bound to releasing some of their financial information. That's the information that you need to look at. That's going to tell you what the CEO is doing, how the company is being managed, um how much money they're really making, how much debt they might have. Um how how much how much they spend on capex uh capital expenditures how much it costs for them to buy goods and ser goods or services uh in order to generate profits there's so many different things that you have to look at but most of that stuff you're going to find in financial reports of these companies because yeah the stock market is just a wild ass game you want to focus on buying businesses um but you want to buy them at the right price but that the problem is you have to you have to do the research to understand what the price is currently if you think it's above or below intrinsic value intrinsic value is basically just what you think it's going to be worth long term if you think it's going to be if you think it's worth more then you want to buy it at a lower price if you think it's worth less then move on but yeah, there's there's so much research that goes into into stock picking and buying companies. It's so much that goes into it, and people don't want to hear that. But you have to put in the work. Um, so yeah, like I spend probably 
At this point, it's getting getting up there to like 20 hours a week studying the companies and, and uh, uh, yeah, just studying the companies that I'm interested in buying and studying the companies that I currently own. You know, I have a portfolio of companies and it takes me hours to study them and to have a deeper understanding of how they work and whether they're going to be around 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now. And also, too, it allows me to know when to buy more of that company. You don't just buy it every time you get a check or every time you get some money because it might be trading at a higher price. Ergo, you're probably going to lose money if you're paying too much for that company. Uh, so you want to understand when to buy and you want to buy when it's on discount. It's this, it's a very similar thing to when people buy like sneakers or whatever. Like a lot of people buy like Jordans or Yeezys or some other, some other BS sneaker. And it's just like, if you know how much the shoe actually costs to manufacture, you know how long the company's been around, you know, uh, you know that the, the shoe over a longer period of time is probably going to go on discount. Some shoes, they're going to mark up the prices later on because, oh, they might increase in value, whatever, blah, 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 like this and that. Like, it's the same shit that you do when you're buying stocks, a.k.a. when you're buying businesses or you're buying percentages, small percentages of businesses. You want to you want to you want to look at how much how much it costs to generate um to generate a profit. You want to you want to look at how much it costs to run the business. You want to look at the history of the business. You want to understand when the business is actually on sale. So that is when when it's on sale, that's when you want to buy in. You don't want to just buy it all the time because the price it could be super duper high or it could be super duper low but you're gonna do better if you buy when it's on sale when it's low when it's on a discount when everybody is panicking and you see bloody red um and the stock market is going down that is when you want to buy because you will do better over the long term unless you're just buying shitty ass companies that have shitty ass financial uh, reports. But yeah, man, it takes hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to really start understanding stock investing. I'm, I don't care what anybody says. There's no shortcut to this shit. There's none. There's more risk when you're doing the shortcut type uh, approach, you know? So yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't like the shortcut approach too much. Um and I actually enjoy learning and studying and understanding the businesses. But yeah, man. Um that was just the longest form of me saying that I too also believe that there's no there's no such thing as an efficient market theory. The prices that they that they set for these for, for some of these companies is way off. But you 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 have to be ready when they misprice a business that you're interested in or a business that you studied yourself. And, you, and and if you know that it's worth way more, but it's trading way below that, that's when you want to buy 
and you want to bet big, you know? But yeah, man, that's that's that. That's my insight on that. Um, do what you want with this information. I'm just sharing things that I'm interested in. I'm sharing things that I'm studying and learning and things that I got to get better at on a daily basis. Um, so, yeah, um, I am a former certified personal trainer, but I'm not a financial advisor. Um, these are not there's no stock tips here. There's no any of that. Like this is just for educational purposes only. You know what I'm saying do your Googles, do your research. Read as many books as you possibly can on fitness and nutrition. Read as many books as you possibly can on on finances, on stock investing, um, on all of it, man. Do your research, man. Put the work in. It's work. It's not. It's it's fun. It's fantastic. You learn so much, but you got to put the work in, man. You got to put the hours in. Don't let any anybody fool you. Um, it's it's definitely some leg work that you got to do in order to get an edge. But yeah, man, that's my insights on all of that. So hopefully you got something useful out of this information. Again, shout out to everybody all over the world that tunes into the podcast on a weekly basis, man. We got more episodes on the way. Um, aside from that, make sure you download, rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, if there's any topics you want me to, to, to discuss uh, in more details, comment on any any episodes. And let me know. Message me on social media. Um, at Leon Benson 2 on Instagram. At Leon Benson on Facebook. You can type in Leon Genesis on any of the podcast platforms. Or you can Google um, Passion Purpose Perspective. And you'll find you'll find a podcast there, man. But uh, yeah. If you're interested in online coaching, I got that as well. So again, you can message me or comment on any episodes. Let me know you're trying to get in shape, build some muscle, lose some weight, whatever it is. Other than that, man, I got more research to do. So I'm about to get up out of here, man. But yeah, man, as usual, you already know who it is. I'm not going to say it again. I'm out. <laughs>